0: Another episode of the cell cast joining me today is a man who just got the evil extracted out of him Jacob Ow. that
1: feels better <laughs> why well, thank you like to introduce our co-host a man who just gotta get his face on welcome Drew
0: no you gotta get that face off
1: yeah face off
0: Nicholas Cage has to look like John Travolta don't you know how this works <laughs> I'm kidding I did, I did see a picture of John Travolta and said, so it's a good thing that Nick Cage is masked up today. <laughs>
1: Perfect. Anyway, uh, uh, how are you doing today, Jacob? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, it's, it's been a rough couple of days. Uh, as, as most know, if you're, if you're from the, uh, the Texas area, Texas, Oklahoma area, we got slammed by a massive uh, winter storm. Uh, I know we talked about it the last episode. Um, We we had on record it was between six to nine inches of snow. We had uh, below like below below freezing weather. We had at one point we had negative one zero negative negative one weather, Mm -hmm. which is something I've never seen. Um, I think
0: the lowest part prior to this I'd ever seen it get down to was uh, eight. Yeah. Maybe. I was like barely single digits. And we actually went below zero. It's like
1: Yeah.
0: Eh, that's weird.
1: Yeah, one at one point I I literally woke up, I think it was on Wednesday. I woke up and I checked my phone and it said zero. I'm like, okay, this is freaky. never this has never happened. So uh yeah, uh for all of those um people who have served, um fire, rescue, uh police, EMT uh, all those who went out and braved the storm to pull people out of ditches and, um, and, you know, fed and clothed and shelter people. I, I got the opportunity to, uh, uh, shelter someone from the storm, uh, mm-hmm. for a couple days, which is unique. I was, I was very blessed to do that. And, um, yeah, just thank you from the bottom of our hearts and everybody else's, uh, and to, to learn that some people actually did die due to the result of this storm. Um, it's 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 remarkable that this that this event happened in yeah. our area. And it's I don't think it's something to be like when whenever it snows most of the time within this area it's maybe like every 5 years. Maybe. Maybe every 5 years. Nothing on this nothing on this scale. Right. So um, Most of
0: the time if it snows here it's gone in a day. Yeah, exactly.
1: So yeah, there again enormous shout out to everybody who, you know, helped out and um Gay people, uh, the, the comfort and need, they need uh, huge, huge shout. Out, I want to ch- say it here, uh, Travis Riddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, he's a local guy that goes to our church. The, the guy just went beyond everything and was giving people rides, pulling people out of ditches, uh, getting people to and for work. He, he gave me a ride one more, one morning. I think it was actually that Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That Tuesday, I worked. It's the only Tuesday you went to work, is not it? Yeah, exactly. It was the, it was the only, the only t- day you went to work. <laughs> yeah, last for week. six hours. For six hours, and I didn't have work at all last week. Yeah, so
0: I'll, I'll, I actually have stuff to mention in what we've what, what we've been watching. Oh,
1: uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 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 in this, I'm in the same boat. Um. Yeah. So yeah, just big thank you to everybody uh, for those churches who stepped to the plate and uh, um opened your facilities for those who need. That either if it's homeless or people who don't have power or water, mm-hmm. or what have you. Uh enormous thank you, and that's a blessing for those who are without being I know I didn't lose power, I never lost power or Worst or water.
0: I had was the apartment above mine, his sewer froze. Oh. And so it was leaking into my bathtub. Oh, fun. Thankfully, it didn't bust. Hmm. And I haven't had any issue since then, so mm. There is that. Awesome.
1: All right. So other than that, uh, my day's been pretty good. Um, It was very nice to be off. I got a few commissions done, which thank you again for all those who uh, asked for commissions. And um, I still got a few more to work on. I got to find the time now. since I don't have the time (laughs) that I had before. Mm -hmm. Uh, But other than that, I've been doing pretty good. Work has been steady, like you would think. Yes. Um, Definitely before our work. And other than that, it's been a pretty good week. <laughs> How about you?
0: Well, as y'all know, for the past four months, I have been participating in the Raw Quiz Show in their season two. Mm-hmm. Every Thursday night, I would get in there and record with them, and we would answer trivia questions, try to beat everyone down, and win. Yeah. Although, admittedly, our season it was a lot. Of, we were having a lot more fun and a lot more congenial than i think season one was because they were a little more bloodthirsty ah either way we finally recorded the grand finale of season two this <laughs> last thursday
1: <laughs> hmm? i won yay Paul ross R- round, of applause. round
0: I, of applause i appreciate that so if you're curious to see me you know kick some booty <laughs> go check out uh, some some of those episodes of season two And another reason I'm going to throw y'all over there to season two is because they are, they, uh, Quiz Show, us, uh, franchise, the Franchise Fatigue podcast, which if you remember our, uh, Monsters Incorporated Mm -hmm. episode, we had James Hammercon, yes in that one, Mm -hmm. plus the Outer Rim Star Wars channel, YouTube channel, got together and created our own little network. Nice. To go along with, uh, or for me, or for us anyway, to go along with the, CG, uh, the Christian Geek Central Network, uh, just as a way to get to, uh, you know, get our, get get our names out there, cross promote that sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I did, I did a lot of that. Yeah, he did a lot. Uh so uh, this is the first week we've had it with. Where I have two bumpers I've got to put in there, so we'll see how that works. Yeah. But, yeah, we did that plus Friday I watched, i i uh re- was on the retro rewind podcast yeah, how did that go that went out pretty well uh we reviewed homeward bound the incredible journey
1: yes, love that movie.
0: I am not going to tell you how it how it uh how how we came out on the rating, but I will say the patrons had to vote on
1: the on it
0: so okay, I gotcha. Tune in for that because that was actually a, f- a very fun episode. All uh, uh Francisco Paul and uh, Daryl Hafner was the other guest on that one mm. that week. So yeah, and then other than that, if I'm going to go, ahead, if I can go ahead and jump into what I've been watching, go for it. Along with Homeward Bound and uh, this movie, mm-hmm. I also watched uh, West Side Story. Okay. I rewatched Godzilla King of the Monsters. Roar. Both of those for an upcoming uh, Mo- Mo- Movie of the Week podcast. Yes. Or Movie of the Week podcasts. Mm-hmm. Also, you remember how I mentioned last week that I had rewatched some of uh, Dr. Stone?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I had watched about three episodes. Yeah. I'm caught up. Okay. All 30 episodes.
1: Wait. <laughs> For, for a modern anime series, there's 30 episodes.
0: There's uh, in 2019, they put out a 24 episode season. Okay, I'm estimating, I may have got the wrong because I've only seen up to that season two, episode two. Oh, okay, so which technically I guess should have come out last year, but you know, COVID, COVID, so uh, yeah. Oh, uh, that's the new Godzilla King of the Monsters Geek Devotions, though, because we were getting re- we were going through all of the uh, MonsterVerse movies prior to Godzilla vs. Kong at the end of the month, mm-hmm. to answer that question. Also, what else did I watch? Oh, yes. I watched WandaVision.
1: Ah. The new episode. First yeah. time
0: I've gotten to watch it... Uh, Without risk of being spoiled. Ah. Because most of the time it comes out on Friday. I have to wait till I get off. And if I go anywhere on the internet for even a split second.
1: Yeah, people are, you're going to get spoiled galore.
0: Right. It's a good episode.
1: Yes. I have
0: been humming the song at the end of that episode all week.
1: Okay. It sounds like I need to catch up. I'm uh, on episode two. Yes.
0: You need to catch up. Also, that day, another show came out. A legacy show. Hmm. Came out originally back in the 70s. Has five seasons. Uh, When it was released over here, it was originally released on CBS.
1: That's right.
0: I don't know what that is because nothing about that is the Muppets.
1: Yeah, Muppet. It's a Muppet. No, okay. it, that's, that's a puppet, that's not a Muppet. Not a
0: Muppet. Yeah, exactly. Muppets have marionette arms. All right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Marionette. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I watched a couple episodes there. The ones I'm going to throw out if you if you want to... If you've never seen The Muppet Show and want a good uh, selection of, of episodes to watch. Yeah. I will suggest A, The Stars of Star Wars, okay. which includes... Mark Hamill. Yeah. Luke Skywalker. I did say that separately on purpose. Yes. Um, R2D2, C3PO, and Chewbacca.
1: Hmm. Also,
0: at one point, Miss Piggy is sporting Leia Buns.
1: (laughs) I've seen that clip. Yes. I think everybody's seen that clip. So that's a good one.
0: Uh, Also, Alice Cooper Mm. on The Muppet Show. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Also, Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. And uh, last but not least, I'm going to suggest the final episode, which ha- we had a... Uh, oh, shoot. What's his name? Igor from Young Frankenstein. Oh, Barcelona. Hmm. Hmm. Marty Feldman.
1: Marty Feldman. Okay.
0: Yes, they did an episode on that one that was based off Thousand One Arabian Nights. Including which one? There's a lot of them. They had five stories. Okay, they did Aladdin. Course they did. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember the first one. Uh, they also did uh, the patent office at Kitty Hawk as an Arabian Nights story.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: And um, Marty Feldman a guy in the 70s, in the 80s, mm-hmm. was sherazad You know, the wife who's telling
1: all the stories. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Oh my gosh. Telling it to
0: the Swedish chef
1: playing the sultan. <laughs> it's like, yeah, don't kill me. Be like, I'll tell you all these stories for, yes. for infinity and beyond. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> that's,
1: that's, that's, one, that's one of the things you kind of lack in now today's entertainment. You get this you're like, yeah. It's it's more skits, it's slapstick, whatever. It, there's but, some
0: funny moments. It's oh like yeah, right out of nowhere. So yeah, I watched that, and I at pretty much outside of a bunch of YouTube videos mm-hmm. is what I watched. Playing wise, I beat a game last night. Really? What did it you mean? Mega Man Two on the NES. Ah. Now, granted, I didn't play it on the NES. Mm. I played it on the Nintendo Switch makes sense which has a rewind feature
1: very good point used liberally <laughs>
0: <laughs> i did beat him though i beat the whole thing even if i had to rewind every time i nearly died and i just barely won with because i really got really good with that rewind so i could rewind and then jump a little bit more and get that little little lead bubble <laughs> up there it's like anyone. Eh, eh. anyway <laughs> So yeah, I watched, uh, That's I, I did play that, and I yeah. also played some, uh, uh, what was that game I played some of? Well, I, been, I got back into Animal Crossing.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I restarted
0: Animal Crossing.
1: Well, I, I'm just going to say this, that's, that's one game I don't quite understand. But like, yeah, I know it's farming and like explore, exploring and that kind of stuff, as far as it I understand a, about in it. In
0: some ways, it is an iPhone game, Hmm. but without the... Uh, Pay, you, pay to win mechanics.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha. It's
0: just kind of a nice, relaxing game. You get these little, uh, these the, the, you get these little quests or goals that you have to do in order to get stuff done. Ah. You kind of just turn it on. You kind of just after a long, hard day of work, you chill.
1: So you, so you don't go to a karaoke bar and and uh karaoke heavy metal.
0: I have not gotten KK Slider to come to my island yet, so
1: we'll see. Okay. Hopefully someone got that joke.
0: <laughs> I got the joke. I'm just moving on. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, and that's pretty much what I've been playing and watching. What do we got in the news? Or what have you been yeah, watching? What
1: have I been watching?
0: I'm sorry, I am so used to going <laughs> second.
1: You what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Uh so. With my uh, temporary roommate, uh, we watched. We went through Avengers, Avengers, Ultron. Mm-hmm. Uh, which watching that movie again uh, was, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly. I know a lot of people don't like it. Uh, Age of
0: Ultron is required if you're going to watch Wandavision.
1: Mm. I'm just putting that at right. Okay, now. yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. No, I mean, um, it
0: is required. I'm not just talking about it because that's the first movie with both of them. There is a lot of plot points that come from Ultron.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Well, good. I just recently watched it. Um, Captain America Civil War, or a.k.a. Uh, Avengers. Avengers, Avengers 2. 2. 2. 3. Avengers 2.3. Yeah, 2.5. <laughs> uh, Watch that. We watched uh, Endgame. And on top of that, you go back and rewatch it with the commentary tracks, which is always a lot of fun. And uh, I watched. See, I know.
0: like throwing on the uh, English descriptive audio. Oh, those are fun. There's one I want to mention, but I will not, because that's a spoiler. Oh, okay. But I am remembering uh, a, an animated movie I watched, which is on the list to do eventually, but has not made it onto our schedule yet. Ah. Megamind was the first movie I watched with one of these English descriptive audio tracks on. Really? Yeah. My favorite part is there at the beginning, before they've actually said the superhero's actual name. All they've referred to him, or all uh, the, uh, Megamind is referred to the guy as his... Super happy goody two shoes, or something like that. Oh, Okay, and the English descriptive lady keeps having to say, Super happy goody two shoes, uh, fights Megamind. <laughs> she has to keep saying stuff like that. Wow, to describe what he's doing, and it was just so funny to listen to. <laughs> Man, we needed to put that movie on the list sometime. Agreed, we've already got half the year scheduled.
1: That is true. That's that's one thing when when you
0: so now that we actually schedule stuff it's yes. really easy to over schedule.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh I watched uh The Mask of Zorro with Antonio Banderas. Mm-hmm. Uh Anthony Hop- the Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yes. And uh Odin himself. Odin himself. And um oh come on. Catherine Zeta-Jones.
0: Yes, Catherine Zeta-Jones.
1: Yeah, which a fun fact she's Welsh
0: really I would assume she was Spanish no she's Welsh she plays a very good Spanish woman
1: she does but she's actually from Welsh she's all Welsh. right uh I also watched I've got back into watching uh Thundercats uh 1985 mm-hmm. which was my jam as a kid and loving I mean it's corny but the animation in that series is I mean, like yeah everyone talks about mm-hmm. the theme song and the uh it's because
0: the theme song is epic.
1: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. It's but the same reason why everyone
0: talks about the DuckTales theme song. It's duck, not that the show duck, was bad. Yeah. It's just the theme song was really good. That
1: is true. That is true. Uh, so be like, there, there's there. There are moments in this animation that just be like, oh my gosh, so like rivals new, like brand new animation in in some regards. But man, it's so good. Uh, now, granted, if you want to watch Thundercats 19. 85. You can watch it on Hulu right now.
0: Along with 2011. Yes, and go
1: check out our... our
0: uh, and I think technically, unfortunately, Roar is on there too. Yeah,
1: well, Roar is, I think it's behind a It can dis- description. It can
0: fall off of a cliff for all I care. Yeah. I'm no. not even a big Thundercats fan, and I look at this and going, what were you people thinking?
1: Yeah. Watching the first two episodes, it's like, uh, okay. It's the ugliest character designs I've ever seen. Agreed.
0: Agreed. Mostly because the original character designs they're based off of do not lend themselves
1: well to no, this the, art style. Exactly. Uh other than that other than that, I think it's all I've watched actually, and that's a that's a lot to watch through through a, through a week. Yeah. Uh, we, well we both had a lot of time. Yeah. A lot of yeah. A lot no, of time. A lot of time. And a lot of be like, yay, yeah, I want to go play in the snow, but this will just look weird.
0: <laughs> or oh I want to go play in the snow, but it's ice. Yeah, lots of ice. Uh, oh, too the, much ice!
1: I I, I do. After that freezing rain came in Wednesday. Oh gosh! Yeah, everything was ice.
0: <laughs> Good night.
1: Now the funny thing was, you know, speaking of the the snow apocalypse of 2021, uh, where I work, I get to interact with a bunch of people and you know you know get their opinions of what the well, how was your your winter wonderland? And most adults would like to roll their eyes it's like, oh my gosh, thank the Lord's over. And when you talk to kids, it's like, oh, my gosh, it was so much fun. Like in the plane, in the snow and you get the two comparisons mm-hmm. um, like the kids were like, we're kids the kids weren't worried about whether or not they were going to eat. Yeah, exactly. And uh, having power and,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: having wa- running water and all that good stuff, because kids are more more they're, they're not more in tune to what's you know, going on in the world. They're in tune to what's going on in their little world. So other than that, it's it's a lot of, it was a very interesting day when it comes to that that regard. Either way, that is what I've been watching.
0: All right. We'll continue talking as we talk about the news.
1: Yes. Well, news-wise, it's kind of slow. Minus uh, the Warner Brothers is releasing the movie Tom and Jerry, the, li- the live-action hybrid. Uh, to theaters, I believe this Friday,
0: and to uh, HBO Max. HBO if you've got Max, that. that is true. Although, if I remember correctly, the HBO Max versions of uh, these are only like 1080p, whereas the theatrical version is the full, what 8K? Is that what they're up to now in theaters? Yeah, it's 8K. I never remember. Hmm. I still rather watch it in a the theater, and I'm not, and the COVID don't scare me enough to keep me away.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so we. Most likely, we'll wind up doing a reaction to Tom and Jerry, mm-hmm. even though it was originally it wasn't originally part of the schedule. So we're shifting things around a little bit,
0: not too much. I not mean, we're much. just throwing in one and putting off another thing. We had a little bit of wiggle room on.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we will be doing a reaction probably this Sunday, this Sunday or Monday. The episode way. will
0: probably come out Monday, depending on how quick I get it edited. Maybe Monday evening.
1: Yes. So yeah i believe that's all on the news as far as i can understand uh there was a few like television announcements with there again we're a we're a movie we're a anime movie podcast so
0: we do tv shows from time to time yeah,
1: eventually every once in a while you know it's called the Cellcasting animated series so go you know go check that out <laughs> anyway
0: spoiler free section of our review of mo- uh pfft, monsters uh batman versus 2 Face. This is, of course, based on the uh, Batman: Return of the Caped Crusaders mm-hmm. that we reviewed way back in, like episode six, something like that, something in like the fact. It is also based on. So since it, since it is based on that, it is based on the old '60s Batman show. Yes. Now remind me. Because it has been a while. Okay. Are your thoughts on that, Bert, Bert, That on that show? Because last time we talked about this era of Batman, it was on Movie of the Week podcast when we did Batman the movie.
1: Yes. Um. Campy, corny, but funny. Okay. As far as I, as far as I remember, now granted, this was uh, season one. And between season one and two. Yeah, but season one, two, nuance. Uh. Sure. I remember, I remember enjoying it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Granted, I had never seen the series. Like I, like I didn't, I didn't grow up watching the series like you did.
0: I didn't grow up watching most of it. Most of what I watched was Batman the movie.
1: Uh, I'm not sure.
0: There were a couple episodes that were on TV at the time, but the rights situation made uh, putting it on TV af- afterwards kind of a headache. There's a reason it didn't get on home video until like five years ago. Right. Ever on home video till five years ago.
1: Yeah my my primarily primary uh, resource for that series like there again was Batman the movie. Yeah, and like most people. Yeah, I watched it. My my parents rented it, and I was like, "This is not Batman because I'm thinking Tim Burton's Batman. Yes, or Joe, Joe Schumacher Batman."
0: Let's stick with Tim Burton Batman okay. if you're going to mention that era. Well, Batman Forever was a pretty good movie. And I like Batman and Robin, but for reasons the director doesn't want me to. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that when I watched that, I was like, what in the world is this? And uh, I, I didn't have any appreciation for it at the time. Uh, having rewatched it for the Movie of the Week podcast, uh, I do have a much deeper appreciation for the film and what it, what it was. Mm-hmm. This film was made in what time?
0: That film was made in 67.
1: Yeah, 67 so uh, like understanding the culture and understanding what was going on. And uh definitely the, the campiness is up to like 20 Mm-hmm. But uh
0: So compared to Return of the Cape Crusaders.
1: Yeah. Which this, did you prefer? Oh. I don't know. I'm torn. I mean like the 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 villain the villain in this movie, even though there again it's corny. Corny yes. and campy. Uh, I think I prefer the villain in this movie compared to, well, there's a good reason
0: for that, but we'll get to that when yes. we get to the other side.
1: Yes, we will. Uh, they're going to be like, uh, they're going I enjoyed it. Kind of mm-hmm. like the last one. It's campy. It's corny. It's, oh my gosh, they got this actor to play this villain. Yes. And, uh, the, and they went to a lot of trouble
0: to make him look like he did. back then. Yes,
1: they did. It was very interesting. Uh, other than that, it, it was, it was, it was an enjoyable watch. Okay. What about you?
0: So I first watched this Christmas of 20... What year did this come out? 2017, seventeen?
1: Twenty eighteen? 2018? Uh, let's see. You do the
0: research on this part normally. Yes. this movie I think it can- was 2018.
1: One moment. It was released 2017. 2017.
0: So I watched this Christmas night, 2017, on
1: an iPad. Been there.
0: Uh, and I remember thinking, this is not as good as the first one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this is the second time I've watched it, and I think I did enjoy it more this time. Okay. It is, it is good. I think it's at this point it was starting to lean heavily on you know, let's make everything abandoned and have signs that it's abandoned on everything. That Mm. was getting a little annoying. Yeah. Because the first one didn't do it that much. They did it a couple times because it was funny. But here the signs were getting a little ridiculous at
1: points. Agreed. Uh,
0: The story is good, even though it's not the story I was expecting them to do. Mm -hmm. I was expecting it to be more on kind of a campier version of, Harvey Dent turning into uh, becoming Two-Face originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was expecting it to be more we like and that's not what the story is even though we get that in here. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean it was, it's an interesting concept and I and I liked it. Um So yeah. I enjoyed Batman versus Two-Face and I'm actually sad that we that I'd pro- I don't think we're ever going to get any more in this series. Possibly it'd be a little hard considering this was the last film Adam West made before he died. Mm-hmm. Which is sad.
1: Yeah, agreed. Uh that's like you never know. They, they they could continue using another voice actor. True.
0: If they can get someone who can get that Adam West feel, I mean they still got Burt Ward. Yeah. And they still got um uh, Julie Newmar. Mm-hmm. And technically
1: they can bring in Lee Merriweather. Yes. Which I thought was a very interesting cameo in this film.
0: We'll get to that.
1: We will. We will get to that. Uh, So, yeah, it's an
0: enjoyable film. If you like uh, classic Batman 66, definitely give this a watch. It is worth it. If you are just mildly curious about what a campy version of Two-Face looks like.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Watch the movie. There is a lot of fun stuff in here. It is not like the show. It's not meant to be serious. It's meant to be satirical, and it's meant to be more of a comedy than anything else. Because it is based on the idea of playing the comics from the 60s. Mm -hmm. I always have to remind people this. This is based on Batman of the 60s. Yes. Taking what was in those comics and playing it straight. Mm -hmm. Treating it all like it's serious. Yes. That's the joke. And a lot of times they can do a lot of good satire with it, so... Uh, yeah, uh, I guess if we don't have anything else, we'll hit the bumper and then uh, jump to spawn this thing. Exactly. All right, so join us on the other side, and we'll
1: see you then. To the vet cave. Hooray. Riff, riff, wrong. Okay. progress is part of Christian Reek Central Rook. Riff, 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 wrong. Hey, Scoop. What are you doing, man? I don't know. I'm supposed to be reading an ad. <laughs> All right, hold on. Give me Give me it. Okay. <laughs> All right. This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. There you can find a collection of blogs
0: and podcasts working together to bring you some of the best content on the web for Christian geeks, such as the Retro Rewind Podcast. Join Francisco Ruiz, Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers, and and a special guest every week as they discuss movies and video games from 15 or more years ago, rating them either classic, nostalgic, or tragic. Also, we are a part of Pop Americana, where you can enjoy other shows like... Franchise Fatigue. Do you like movies? Of course you do. I bet you even like big movie franchises like Star Wars, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Indiana Jones. And obviously, since you listen to us, you must like listening to movie reviews. But when... But what if I were to tell you there is a podcast that reviews film series one movie at a time? You like that? Well, then go check out the Franchise Fatigue podcast over on your favorite podcast catcher. And listen to James and Gabe give an in-depth analysis and review on every movie in your favorite franchise. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Batman Vs. Two-Face. Listener discretion is advised. Batman Vs. Two-Face was directed by Rick Morales, and he directed episodes of the show Beware the Batman. Uh Uh-huh. It was written by Michael Jelinek, who wrote episodes of Teen Titans Go! Mm Mm-hmm. And it was written by James Tucker who also did Scooby-Doo and Batman, the brave and the bold. That might be another one we'll have to think about. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Getting into the cast, playing Batman and Bruce Wayne. We have Adam West. Yes. In his final film role. As we said earlier, he also played a character named Ace Hollywood chicken and chicken little. Mm-hmm. A movie I've not seen yet.
1: Wow. Yeah. movie we
0: will eventually get around to doing. hmm Bert Ward plays Robin and Dick Grayson. And, oh, uh, Toledo, Batman. In an episode. Okay. You don't watch SpongeBob SquarePants. No, I so don't. You know nothing about SpongeBob
1: SquarePants. No, all it knows is SpongeBob Water. You
0: don't know who Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy are, do you? No. Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy are j- pretty much making fun of Adam West and Bert Ward of and course. Batman. They got Bert Ward to play Young Barnacle Boy in an episode. <laughs> Oh, that's genius. Yeah. That is genius. William Shatner mm-hmm. plays Two Face and Harvey Dent. And of course, he is Captain James Tiberius Kirk in the original in Star Trek the original series. And Star Trek the Animated Series.
1: I don't believe in non non no, no Win is- scenarios. scenarios.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Julie Newmar reprises her role as Catwoman. <laughs> And in Batman Brave and the Bold episode Chill of the Night, she played Martha Wayne. Oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Dumas, Joker, and the Bookworm were played by... Oh, sorry, it's Desmond Dumas, Joker, mm-hmm. and the Bookworm, yes. were played by Jeff Bergman, and he is the current Bugs Bunny and Sylvester and Yosemite Sam. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Serena Irwin plays Dr. Harleen Quinzel and she played Spongebob's mom in
1: Spongebob Squarepants. There's a lot of interesting connections in this one. It's a
0: weird connection. A Weird connections. <laughs> Thomas Lennon played Chief O'Hara and the prison warden and in the movie Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy he played Eddie the Computer. Okay, that's a movie I have not seen. I need to get you to see that, even if we don't get to do it for Movie of the Week podcast. Mm. You'll hate it, but I'll enjoy it. Okay. (laughs) I'll enjoy watching you squirm. Okay, got it. Uh, Lucy Lucy Lee Diamond was played by Lee Merriweather. And uh, she played Betty Jones in the television series Barnaby Jones. And, of course, she was Comrade Catania Irena Titania Kerenska-Alasov from the Moscow Bugle. Her friends call her Kitsuka. Catwoman from Batman, uh, the movie. Yes. William Saliers played uh, the penguin. And uh, he played Otto Octavius in uh, Spider-Man on PS4. Lynn Marie Stewart played Aunt Harriet. Mm. And do you remember the old movie American Graffiti?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. She played Bobby. Oh, okay. I I don't remember
0: which person that is in that movie. Yeah, me either. I
1: haven't watched the movie in years, but it's so good.
0: Jim Ward played Commissioner Gordon and Hugo Strange. And uh, he played Captain Quark in Ratchet and Clank. In other words, for those of you in the the video stream, the episode that uh, Leslie from Geek Devotions is playing next door, who just raided our channel. (laughs) Oh, fun. (laughs) That's the... Okay, I'm just pointing this out. This was our first raid. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> so we congratulations, Leslie. You have perfect timing. Good Because I just mentioned the character, <laughs> yeah, the actor who played Captain Cork in Ratchet and Clank. Wow. Perfect.
1: <laughs> perfect. <laughs>
0: um, hey, Ashley. How's it going?
1: Oh, wow. We're getting a bunch of more weird. Oh, awesome. yeah. Hi, guys.
0: Uh, I'm going to leave this in the audio. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Steve Weber played Alfred and one of the two... Hast- Two-Face henchman. And do you remember the television show Wings? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you remember the character of Brian Hackett, the pilot of Sandpiper Air? Yes, he played him. Really? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Wally Wingert played the Riddler and King Tut. And he was Rufus Shinra in Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Nice. Okay. And our Kingdom Hearts connection is Wally Wingert. Okay. Because in Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, he played one of the Lost Boys, Cubby. Cubby. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. While I talk to these
1: people in chat, why don't you okay. uh, tell us about info and stuff? All right. Good deal. All right. So, info and stuff. Not a whole lot to go on ever since it was a direct video. All right. This movie, it has 100% hundred on Rotten Tomatoes. Its audience score is 60
0: that's actually higher than I was
1: expecting. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, obviously, you can, you can rent it most everywhere for like $2.99 or $3.99, maybe $1.99. Mm-hmm. Most places on your streaming platforms. Uh, production was obviously Warner Bros. Animation and DC Entertainment. It was distributed by Warner Bros., just call it Warner Brothers. I am wondering That's, why you keep saying Bros, it's, like it's, it's, the it's Mario it's Brothers. It's officially Warner Bros. It's, it's we're not talking Warner about Bro. Mario Bros. No, it's so, Warner Bros. Actually, no one calls it Mario Bros. Either. I don't know why I'm no. saying that. No, but technically it's Warner. <laughs> it's Warner Bro. Warner yeah. Bro. Warner Brothers. Yeah, Warner Brothers. Uh, home Entertainment. It was released. Its official release was at New York Comic Con, October eighth, two thousand seventeen. Its uh, worldwide distribution was. October 10th, 2017. And on the exact same day, uh, it was released on Blu-ray and DVD, uh, Batman versus two, Batman versus two face earned 200, 248, four, over $200,000 from a uh, domestic DVD sales and 800 and 23,000 plus change whatever uh from the mystic blu-ray sales bringing the total the total of 1.1 million dollars on video on home video earnings okay so yes it it it, it made okay it made okay money it's about what you
0: normally expect from these uh right uh straight to video
1: uh dc movies mm mm-hmm. cuz they're hit or miss, if we're yeah, being honest. Yeah, they are, and some of them are just downright fantastic. Right, and some of, I'm, I'm hoping someday we can get around to doing some more of those. Maybe like we've, dedicate a month to them. Maybe we do need to do a couple because we've done a lot of animated Batman's.
0: Uh, as much as I enjoy this one, I kind of want to touch on some other superheroes for a while. Okay, before yeah.
1: we jump into another Batman, but that's so, just me. Yeah, that's so, just me. So just on the fly, we can do we can do a month of that. We will discuss this off yeah, air, but exactly. I am open for it. I will okay. say that.
0: Yeah. So, to the people who are in Raid, who do not want to be spoiled, I do want to mention that we did drop the spoiler warning before y'all jumped in here. And I'm about to spoil the heck out of it as I read the entire summary of all the events that happened in this movie. So, if you don't want to be spoiled, we'll see you over in Retro We Run's podcast. <laughs> la, 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 la. Uh, So, anyway, jumping into the summary. Batman and Robin meet Gotham District Attorney Harvey Dent at a top-secret demonstration hosted by Professor Hugo Strange. With his assistant, Dr. Harley Quinzel, Strange operates a machine called the Evil Extractor designed to siphon evil from criminals and store it in a vat. Batman scoffs, noting there is no easy path to righteousness, but the machine does work too well. As the Joker and other volunteers laugh maniacally in an attempt to overload the machine, the containment vat explodes, drenching Dent with liquefied evil, which scars half his face and changes his personality. Harvey, now rechristened Two-Face, embarks on a criminal career as seen in the opening credits, all of which all of which his attempts are foiled by the dynamic duo. He is eventually whisked to a hospital where his face has been given reconstructive surgery. His sanity has apparently been restored as well, and he is allowed to resume crime fighting as the assistant to the assistant district attorney. Six months later, the dynamic duo engage King Tut and his henchmen, who have stolen a biplane and attacked an Egyptian-themed event that Aunt Harriet and Alfred Pennyworth are attending. While the civilians escape, the heroes are subdued by Tut's goons. They escape a death trap using bat jets in their shoes and capture Tut and his men, but they but their loot is taken by Two-Face's henchmen, unknown to Batman and Robin. Batman, Robin, Commissioner Gordon, and Chief O'Hara interrogate Mac- McElroy as Harvey waits in the shadows with O'Hara constantly hint hitting the professor on the head with his truncheon to switch his personality with Tut's stubborn attitude, causing himself to bring back McElroy McElroy McElroy's lawyer, Lucy Lee diamond intervenes and ushers them out of the room so that she can speak to him at professor McElroy's trial. She implicates. Yeah. She implicates that the concussion is nothing more than a threat to, to a mild mannered man. Chief O'Hara tearfully confesses to hitting McElroy, and Harvey calls Batman as his next witness, but Professor McElroy himself admits his guilt, ready to suffer the minimum penalty of being rehabilitated in prison. After the sentencing, Harvey shares a highball with Bruce Wayne, much to Dick's annoyance at bearing the hardships of a third wheel. Harvey is then due to attend a charity for for underprivileged twins at the Winning Pair Casino, just as Bruce and Dick resume their identities as Batman and Robin once more. A package has arrived at Commissioner Gordon's office. A World Atlas book marked for Batman, with its pages eaten away in three holes. Robin surmises the culprit to be Bookworm, and the duo race off in the Batmobile to find him at Gotham City Library, where a fight ensues, and the three priceless books that Bookworm had his eyes on have disappeared. Batman and Robin deduce that the stolen stolen books were all about duality, but Two-Face has already been reformed, so they try to find another way behind it. Regardless, they head to an abandoned sign factory, with Two-Face and his henchmen waiting for them. After defeating the goons, Two-Face pins them with a large number two, and the flip of his coin landing on the right side spares their lives. Once they have left, Bat- Once they've left, Batman believes that Harvey has made a lot of enemies in his career, and they are all out to destroy it. Meanwhile, Harvey is having some problems of his own after he makes a phone call to none other than Two-Face, who kidnaps Professor Strange as part of their scheme. Robin is punished to to his room by Batman after nearly getting into a row about Harvey's involvement in Two-Face's plans, and Catwoman, who by now has been stood up, escapes her cell by switching places with Lucy Lee Diamond, forcing Harvey to the laboratory. Robin is ambushed by Two-Face, and Professor Strange corrupts him with some of the gas from the extractor that mutates the left side of his body— Batman is forced to fight his beloved sidekick, who cures him back at the Batcave, following Two-Face to the casino, where he is in fact revealed to be Dent, having suppressed his bad side, a la Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Once the dynamic duo are strapped to a large silver dollar, he unmasks Batman and deduces Robin's true identity. Then Two-Face invites Joker, the Penguin, Riddler, Mr. Freeze, Egghead, Shame, Clock King, and Catwoman to an auction for the highest bidder of Batman's true identity. With Catwoman's help, Batman and Robin defeat the villains, but Two-Face gets away on the biplane stolen by King Tut, intending to use the evil gas to remake Gotham City in his image. The dynamic duo manage to shoot him down towards a flaming factory where Batman goes one-on-one with Two-Face, who completely takes over Harvey's body, in a battle of wits. Batman urges Harvey to regain self-control, and he does, defeating Two-Face for good as they escape the factory. The next morning, Batman and Robin use the Batwing to cure the infective Gothamites. Months later, Harvey still appears to have repressed Two-Face and forgotten Batman's secret identity. He holds a bachelor auction at Stately Wayne Manor, with the Caped Crusader himself as the first bachelor. Batman appears before everyone, and to his delight ends up having the first person to bid for him being none other than Catwoman. All right. Getting into the trivia. Two-Face was among the more prominent long-established villains who never appeared in the original Batman 66. Hmm. Harvey Dent was drawn to resemble William Shatner as he looked at the time. Harleen Quinzel appears despite not being created until 25 years after Batman 66. Mm-hmm. With Batman the Animated Series. Exactly. Desmond Dumas was based on the narrator of the ba- Batman 66, which was played in an uncredited role by series producer William Dozier. Mm-hmm. This is the second time William Shatner has shared a role with an actor from Star Wars. Really? Yes. In this movie, he, of course, plays Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. Who was also played by Billy D. Williams, who played Lando Calrissian. True. And uh, Billy D. Williams played both uh, Harvey Dent and Two-Face separately in uh, Batman Returns. Yeah, Batman Returns. That's the one he was. Oh, it's it's, it's the original Batman. Yeah, it's Batman 89. It's been a while. In the original Batman, plus he plays Two-Face himself in the Lego Batman movie. Yes. Also... How much do you know of the Twilight Zone?
1: Uh, I know uh, William Shatner was in it.
0: Yes, he was in the episode Terror at 40,000 Feet. Yeah, that's never a fun idea. It's the one where William Shatner keeps seeing something out on the wing tearing up the plane. Mm-hmm. This episode was remade when uh, in the color era, like in the 80s. Okay. Do you know who played his role? Uh, Adam West? No. John Lithgow. Okay. And do you know what John Lithgow's connection to Star Wars is? Remind me. In the NPR radio dramas of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, he played Yoda. Oh my gosh, that's deep cuts. Yes! so deep cuts. That... I thought was so interesting. I had to leave it uh, in there. Wow. Two-Face, however, was originally set to appear in season four of Batman 66, but season four never got made. The script written by Harlan Ellison, though, was finished and called the two-way crimes of Two-Face. This was, uh, this served as the starting point for this movie. Okay. But Harlan Ellison is not credited, Mm. which is sad. Yeah. Also, Harlan Ellison, for those of you who don't know, but do know your Star Trek, uh, the original series, he's the one who wrote the episode, The City on the Edge of Forever. Okay. Just throwing that out there. All right. Last, and most certainly not least, at one point, there was plans to include a cameo of Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. I heard about this. It never happened. Sad. She's available. We know this because she has a cameo in Wonder Woman 84. Yes, she does. So she could have pulled it off, I believe, because she definitely still has that uh, voice, mm-hmm. I think, from her time as Wonder Woman in, was it 1975? Yeah. Or 74? I don't remember. Something like that. So, yeah. That's the trivia. And because uh, I think you have more to talk about. I have a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah. But... I think I want you to go first this time. Okay. My number one like about this movie. Oh, my gosh. It would probably. It has to be uh, uh, William Shatner as mm-hmm. Two-Face. The, I'll agree on this. It's it's so corny. There again, it's, you know, based on the 60s, 60s series. But, oh, my gosh. It was just the the pure veracity of the character Mm -hmm. of his, the, the, the dualism of har 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 Har, Harvey, Harvey. I want to say Harley, but Harvey, yes, Harvey Dent and two face. Now
0: I want to see a scene between the Harley and two face in this movie, but the lines be from star Trek six, the undiscovered country. I can't believe I kissed you. Must've been your lifelong ambition. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay interesting um yeah just the fact that like william shatner uh the the man who is known for being james t kirk from star trek is playing freaking two-face and he kills it mm-hmm. now, it's, now granted william shatner is like 90 years old <laughs> I'm not sure how old he is Yeah, he's roughly about 90
0: Well, I mean, I know uh, uh, Adam West was about that age During this 89, okay Okay. He's close I can't believe I can't believe any of those guys are that old Yeah, (laughs) ironically Patrick Stewart is only nine years younger than he is
1: Yeah just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, wow. Just like, it's, it's so, it will be like when, when I first learned that, oh my gosh, it's William Shatner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, he's going to just, he's going to shatter it up like crazy, but no, he didn't. He played it straight like the character. And I was just like, and there again, like I said, with the duality of the character and his, uh, his constant trying to, uh, maintain control or give into that, um, that that wicked and evil desire mm-hmm. that he now has to the the uh, the toxin. Uh, I don't know. I just found it very intriguing. So yeah, my number one is William Shatner as Two Face. I'm gonna throw that in at number
0: one since you've already mentioned it. Okay. Uh, William Shatner does an amazing job in this. Agreed. Admittedly, when I think of William Shatner roles, I of course think Kirk. Yeah. And I think of him delivering his lines like this. Mm -hmm. You just now noticed I had that up. Oh, I know. I know it's been up.
1: (laughs) I've been playing
0: with it the entire time. I noticed anyway. Uh, So I expect him to sound like that. And yet, what we get is actually a good performance. It is. I mean, I know it's voice acting, and so who knows what he's physically doing. But maybe it feels like he's actually, I mean, as Two Face. He's got a ferocity to, hit, uh, to his voice that I have never heard out of him before.
1: Yeah, like the range is so yeah. different.
0: And then as Harvey, you really do feel like he's scared. Yeah, uh, when he's having to deal with his other half. Mm-hmm. And I I find that so interesting in Shatner because I am not used. I, I mean, I've watched a lot of Star Trek. I have seen a range there. I've seen the, the same range, but him allowing to be to act to actually be allowed to overact because he's doing a bit of overacting. Yeah, kind of comes with the territory of this yeah. movie. True, but him him it felt like in this one he was not holding back. Whereas in a lot of times in Star Trek, because he still had to be the playing the captain of the ship, you don't get a lot of emotion out of him a lot of times. Yes. Yeah. Because the character shouldn't be showing that much emotion. It should be a subdued emotion if you see anything because of who the character is supposed mm-hmm. to be. You don't get that here. You get, I'm
1: pouring all my evil into Two Face and
0: all my meekness into it. Harvey.
1: And all, all his fear and anxiety. All fear and anxieties, it's, like, it's, it's so amazing I'm how out-
0: performance. You look, okay, admittedly, I look into these things and I look at this as this is all going to be goofy, can't be fun. Mm hmm. I swear he must have studied Frank Gorshin, who played Riddler in the original show, who always had fun on stage. Mm-hmm. He looks like he had about that much fun yeah. doing this. Had to. Have. I would. I really wish, I, I, I've never gone through the special features, but I really hope there's at least some bit of his recording session while he's Two-Face, because I want to see him acting
1: physically as Two-Face. Sadly, there isn't.
0: That is so sad, because that would be awesome to watch.
1: Yeah. It's just like there. There's so much like 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 you said. There's so much depth and emotion with his mm-hmm. performance, and uh, there again, Willem Shatner. It's over the top, and I'm gonna talk like this, and uh, no, it's 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 that that split personality, and like his performance as Two Face in some instances are it's generally frightening. Mm-hmm. In some instances, like oh my gosh, this is a really threatening character. Far and, uh, more
0: threatening than any other villain in Batman. 66. Oh yeah.
1: would be like, like, like you said, be like, everything's campy and it's corny. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Be like, if, if, if they th- were able to do this back in like, if See, season four would have been able to come, be like, he had William Shatner as his character. Oh I my gosh. Know. I think the directing would have brought,
0: toned it down a little. Yeah, that's because true. Because Here's the thing about Batman 66. If you've never watched it, it is kind of designed for kids. This, as much as as goofy and funny as these two movies try to be, they're not designed for kids. They're designed for people who like a little bit of joking around with the Batman canon. This show, neither this one or Return of the Cape Crusaders would ever have been done. Yeah. I believe in the course of the show. And that's why I don't really consider them... Uh, As a part of that universe. I consider them based on that universe. Okay. But they are very much going, we're still going to do darker modern stories because that's how Batman is nowadays and that's what sells. Uh We're just throwing this campy element into it and it works. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. It works. That mixture works here far better than than I think it does in Tim Burton's. Yeah. Because Tim Burton's, the campiness in Tim Burton's can turn people off. I have noted from those movies. If they've never yeah. seen them before and they are of the younger set whose first Batman movie was Christopher Nolan's. Hmm. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. I'm Batman. Anyway. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh I just I love the I love William Shatner's performance.
1: It is and it's good. So yeah, what's your number two like? My number two like uh the police's inability to do anything. <laughs> they, they, they're the, the most spineless police station I've ever police force. I've ever heard of. It's I, like, I love
0: the scene. Chief O'Hara. Do you think we could do this? Well, if we tighten up the police force, we do all this stuff. We should be able to beat back Two face and all the
1: evil of yeah, the city. Right. Oh, who are we kidding? Yeah. We need to call Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh. It's like, okay. It's like you
0: admit it. You finally admit it. <laughs>
1: Where, where's Commissioner Gordon when you need him? He was in that scene. That's true. He was okay. Where's, it's where's old where's, Commissioner Gordon? That is true. Where's Harley? Where's Bullock?
0: <laughs> That's the question. I think Bullock. Well, Bullock wouldn't have made it that far because he's too yeah. hard nosed. But anyway, that
1: is true. That, that would be that police force. That is so true. But yeah, it's it's the uh, the 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 police's inability, and it's so funny that they, they are so dependent on Batman yes. for everything. They can't do anything by themselves. They become so, I guess the lack of a word would be, uh, dependent on Batman mm-hmm. for everything. And it's, it's funny. It's funny to watch something like, man, you guys are just like, what are you just ro- You roll over and show your belly every time to quote, to quote, um uh, pretty uh, much. Yeah. The to quote, Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's the, the 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 campiness of the police force and their inability to anything without the Batman and his boy wonder. Mm-hmm. What's your number two?
0: My number two is the fact that they actually used two of the stupidest Batman villains. <laughs> oh my God to ever be in the show. And I am of course talking about Bookworm, uh-huh, and King Tut. <laughs> I have seen King Tut in the original. This The guy they got playing King Tut in this, he studied. He must Apparently. Have, he must have gone back and watched this, the original King Tut in the show and how he did it. Because it's like, oh, I hear, are you sure this isn't the same actor? I can't be, because that actor was fairly old at the time. Hmm. But I was like, oh my word. Y'all, you're hitting it out of the ballpark with this one of the lamest characters in Batman's canon, and then you get Bookworm, which is his. That entire sequence with Bookworm is funny. Yeah, I especially like the "Aren't you forgetting something?" And then he goes and takes all everyone takes their glasses off, <laughs> <laughs> so that they that that was that you was can't hit a guy in glasses. Is, no, which ironically, if they left their glasses on, they might have been able to hit Batman.
1: Yeah. You know, be, being someone who has to wear specs, it's like, yeah, trying to hit somebody without these things on, it's kind of hard. Yeah. Even even though I've never tried to hit anybody. Uh, yeah, that, that was interesting to say the least. Mm. Let's <laughs> say that. Oh, gosh. All right. Yeah. So my third, like, my third and final. Uh, My gosh. Oh, it's 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 got to be a scene. It's got to be a scene where... Catwoman gets her little kitty cat to break her out of jail, <laughs> and then throws Hecate, her cat Hecate. Hecate—that's an interesting name. Do you know
0: what it is? No, I don't. Hecate was the god of goddess of witches in one of the one ancient in an ancient culture. I can't remember
1: which one. Really? Okay. I didn't yes. know that. Interesting. Okay. So Hecate, the little black cat, mm-hmm. breaks our like scratches. <laughs> Like cats do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Somehow scratches the lock and boop, it's open. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay. Technically, you're like one heck of a cat burglar. And you're just a feline. Little Mm kitty to get. And then the, what what is the the attorney who's played by who?
0: Lee Merriweather. Lee
1: Merriweather Merriweather, wakes up and she's dressed as Catwoman. And Uh, she looks just like she she does in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) And it was at this point, it crossed my mind. Holy crap, that's Lee Merriweather. I didn't recognize the voice. <laughs> I, I mean, like had heard uh, uh, Mayweather was in this film, but I had no idea who she was playing. And it's like, wait, oh my gosh, now she's Catwoman. And I thought that was like per- hey, she, she's perfect.
0: Not, she's not Catwoman at the end of the movie, but no. she does end, her, her last scene on the thing is her in the Catwoman suit, and you're going... You're about to go break Batman's heart. <laughs>
1: yep, yeah, pretty much. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Yeah, that was I'm, so fun. That I'm was gonna, so much fun. I'm
0: going to build off of that.
1: Because okay. in,
0: you, meta humor and meta references are my number three like. Okay. Just going over a couple here. Lee Merriweather, of course. Mm-hmm. I, am conv- I, 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 I may be wrong here, but I think Two Faces line... Either uh, get the lead out, or I'll put the lead in. Mm. I swear, it's from something else. Yeah, probably. And I—I th- I don't know if it's Two Face who said it, but I swear that's got to be a line from another thing. The uh, the the, 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 the Doctor Harleen Quinzel being in this. Yes. And for no apparent reason, other than I'm going to transition now
1: into my first dislike. Oh, you're you're you're. Like, let me, let me bounce off that real fast. Okay. All right. So I a
0: feeling that's why I let you know, I need to transition.
1: Okay. So just, just really quick. So there, there are a few scenes here and they're kind of homage to other things within the Batman universe. As always.
0: So you, was that in the first one too?
1: Yes. So you have the, the very famous, uh, meme in which Batman slaps Robin. Yes. <laughs> that scene was hilarious. It's like, finally, finally that happened. Uh, and then you, it's like the, when you finally hear Picard say, shut up, Wesley. <laughs> So, and then you get the scene where uh Batman and Robin are flying away from uh and Robin having fun shooting the civilians. Yes. <laughs> Boy wonder, you need some video games. But uh the, the fact to be like he like they they fly by the uh, the commissioner and Batman waves at him. Yeah, that that's from directly from Batman Forever. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. <laughs> that was so much fun. But uh, just like all these little meta jokes here and there that kind of throw homage to um, uh, little things. like parts
0: in the Batman universe.
1: Yeah, exactly. Even uh, the the uh, like the un unscri- the unused script for this what yeah. this movie is based off. Frank Miller used it in his Batman uh The Dark Knight Returns comic. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's the exact same thing that uh uh first I understand I've not read it but what I understand is that uh Two-Face makes an appearance and he does the exact same thing. He's he, he's been healed but Two-Face is still there under the surface and it's just the exact same way. I was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh." So yes. Uh so yeah. So what is your so
0: transitioning into my first Yes. Like actually does deal with the fact that Harley is in this because it makes me realize that they had plans for this series going Mm -hmm. forward. Because they brought in Harley. I would love to see a 60s-era Harley. Mm -hmm. That would be interesting to see. Uh, You can tell... uh, There was... Instances you, you bring in Hugo Strange mm-hmm. who I don't who never all who also never was in the original show yeah I'm not convinced the character was created by them but I didn't bother to look up when he was created uh
1: 1940 1946 okay
0: so he was created by them yeah
1: technically he was one of Batman's first villains
0: okay but at the same time uh I don't he was I don't think he was ever in the show if I'm remembering correctly
1: no he wasn't
0: uh so you get them in there. And he's obviously being the Hugo Strange that I know, where he's just evil mm-hmm. for evil's sake, do science and all that. And then you've got, uh, you know, you you have the Joker. They, they redesigned a lot of the the villains to they be did. more where they could do more with it. They brought in King, like I said earlier, King Tut and Bookworm, who knows, and they put in Shane. That's the cowboy who's meant to be, uh, you know, the, the uh, Shane.
1: Yeah. From the That's, book chain? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, this is shame.
1: 60s <laughs> <is He's>, Batman.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it predates that. Probably. And I'm sure if we got a third one, we would get Condiment King, but we didn't get...
1: Oh my gosh, Condiment King.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> is one of the weirder yeah, characters. Yeah, just, just a little bit. And it's surprisingly modern when you find out it came from Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. But... I
1: was... I saw I saw that episode. That was weird. That is a weird episode.
0: Anyway, I, it sounds like I'm still quoting more likes here, right? Yeah, it does. We're not getting any more, as far as we can tell, because yeah. how do you do this without Adam West? Very true. And unfortunately, after he, this movie was released posthumously after Adam West's death. Mm-hmm. A, I'm sad Adam West died. Mm-hmm. It happens. He was an old man though. Uh my understanding is he went peacefully. Mm-hmm. And while I I while, while that's a shame that Adam West died, the thing is I don't think they could have Burt Ward come back with Batman in in a bat, with a, with someone else playing Batman yeah. without it being Adam West. It doesn't it will it will never play like these two movies do probably not. It just won't. No, cuz I'm not I'm not trying to be mean or anything. It's just it's not going to work that well. So the fact that now all the stuff that feels like they were setting up for a s- franchise of these, a series of these in this Batman 66 universe we're never going to get. Yeah. And that is my first dislike of this is they were setting up for so many cool things to do in this in this art style, in this in this uh, motif, that we're never going to get to see. Yeah. And that's my first dislike.
1: Mm. My first dislike is I'm kind of going back to my first like with with um, the the relationship between Bruce Wayne Batman and Harvey Qu- Harvey what do you call him Harvey Quinn <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Dent A.K.A. Two Face. The I mean, like the relationship is fine it's just more that Bruce cannot seem to, okay. This man is obviously a master criminal. He mm-hmm. has been running amok throughout Gotham, destroying, destroying lives. And he does everything in his power that he can bring Harvey back into the spotlight. Like, like he, he has Harvey's face free made and brings him back in here, even though knowing his past, be like, yes, there is forgiveness. I understand that. Yes. But, and then you get the second one where uh, the second one where be like, obviously two faces done a lot of horrible things to a lot of people mm-hmm. have scarred people for life. And the next thing you know, Oh, he's probably let sh- you work
0: back at the, at the, at the district attorney's office again. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, why I, are you crazy? Like even I remember sitting there going, no, not even in the sixties. Would you do this? No, not even in Batman 66. Would they have done this? He would have been uh, re- sent to whatever the '60s equivalent of
1: Arkham uh, would have been.
0: No, uh, what's the, what's that other town that uh, that Blackwing goes to?
1: Nightwing. Nightwing. Why
0: would I call him Blackwing? I don't know. But anyway, the town that Black- Nightwing is. Over, oh, uh, um,
1: Bloodhaven. Bloodhaven.
0: Send send him to Bloodhaven. That's what they do. <laughs> whatever the '60s equivalent of Bloodhaven is.
1: Like, there's there's the line in which. Um, sit
0: in the metropolis
1: let superman deal with this yeah
0: movie if he eventually turns evil
1: yeah exactly you have you have a uh, you have uh bruce wayne even says even says like during the like the final minutes of this movie where it's like it's like yes uh uh din has changed his ways for now yeah i'm like are you freaking crazy i mean like you're you're letting a man who is obviously he's reformed that, like, he still has the, the multiple personality of Two-Face, which I'll go into my second dislike in a few minutes. Um, it's just, like, you are giving this man way too much leadway. This is a, a serial, psychotic individual with a obviously split personality issue, which, there again, I'll go into my second issue. Um, like, Bruce, be I mean, like, I know you're friends with the guy, but put this guy in Arkham either way that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my number one you know, like Harvey is getting way too much leadway. he is be like he's it's not even a leash he's off the leash he does whatever he wants mm-hmm. and you know, like okay like the next time he does something crazy and he turns back into the new face because obviously he could do that and it's like oh Like, well, I've I've got to save my friend again. It's like, dude, be like, save your friend, throw him into Arkham or this equivalent of Arkham and let him sit there. (laughs) And don't let him out. (laughs) Because save all of them. He'll get out
0: eventually. The Joker gets out.
1: Yeah, the Joker does get out.
0: Two-Face will get out. Don't, believe me. Believe Uh me. Uh Uh-huh. That's how half the episodes start.
1: The, 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 this known super criminal is in prison
0: and he escapes again.
1: But either way, it's just more Harley is Harvey. I'm, I'm going to keep saying Harley and Harvey. <laughs> Harvey is given so much leeway by Bruce. And it's just, it's, it's annoying beyond belief. So yeah, that's, that is my number one dislike. What is your was my number two dislike? Yes.
0: In the first movie, return of the Cape crusaders. We yes. got a lot of these, funny signs Mm -hmm. like abandoned frozen food factory yes gravity control on or off when it's opposite of how we would normally think right because technically it makes sense the way they said it but that's still weird uh the camera with the fight scene settings so that it automatically turns in the dutch angle you get some of those scenes. yes and they're kind of clever they're funny but the reason they work the way they do is because they come, they're in the background, they come up a few times, they never hit you over the head with the joke. Yeah. And then you get to this movie. Mm-hmm. Every building is abandoned. Bom. Yes. The, uh, the worst one. Is in the scene in the uh, the flaming factory at the very oh end. good night that's with boring. every sign that back that says warning flammable it could go any minute. that's like you would not put that on that if it was not going to if it was not burning and if it's burning what are you doing in the factory? Uh huh. I get the jokey and campiness, but somebody who was doing the backgrounds in this w- took the joke too far. Agreed. And that's, that does annoy me. I mean, I loved the joke in the first one. It's just overplayed here. Agreed. And that's, it's, it's one thing when you get the Egyptian bus tour in Gotham. And I'm still sitting there. Why are the high society members On a taking the- a tour through Gotham Some- City? Yeah. What is there to see in Gotham City?
1: They've seen it all. Yeah. They built probably Why all are of it. you
0: not why, why is this not happening on a yacht? Have you tried to walk around on a bus the way they're walking around on the second floor of this bus? <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah. Not very well, not without falling. Alfred Pennyworth uh, no, Alfred would be fine cuz Alfred's a saint and probably <laughs> could play Batman. Or I think in the show he did actually did have to take, be Batman for the times when Bruce Wayne needed to be on scene, but Batman needed to be too. Aunt Harriet should be bruised (laughs) beyond
1: belief. Yes. Well, she did pass out.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, And so that's the thing. I mean, there's, there, there, there is campiness in this thing that I do like, but tone back a bit. There's campy, and then there's too much campy. You are being more campy than Batman the series was. Wow. I'm saying it. Yeah. Because Batman used its campiness for comedic and satirical purposes. This is just being campy to be campy. True. In a lot of cases. And in some most of the time I can let it go. When, it, when this was happening in Return of the Caped Crusaders, it never got to the point where I was getting annoyed by it. I got annoyed by it in this one. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, that, that's how my feelings are on, that's my number two dislike. What All right. is your number two dislike?
1: My, my second dislike. Now this goes a little more, it's more nitpicky about this film. Okay. Now the, the gag of the, the, the villain distractor that you can. The, so, the evil extractor? Yeah. The evil extractor. Like you, you can somehow remove the evil from someone's mind. I have a defense on this, but continue. Yes. Alright. So the, the fact to be like this evil distractor. Extractor,
0: not distractor.
1: Extractor. Okay. Distractor
0: is what yeah. gets you. To look over there. What's going on over there? Oh, squirrel.
1: Wait a minute. Hold on back in. Um so apparently this dist I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> extractor extractor evil yeah. extractor evil extractor um, uh, is overloaded and blows up and gives heart harvey harvey this split personality he's just total evil he's told totally only evil.
0: a split personality
1: and only a split personality i have
0: problems with this part but continue yeah
1: either way so i'm thinking it's like okay i understand the logic in which they're going and like like Batman, like Batman, Bruce Wayne is kind of implying that like evil, like the, the fact that like evil only comes from those who are demented or something like that. So, something along those lines, mm-hmm. the only problem is personally, personality doesn't work that way.
0: Not in real life.
1: No, not in real life. And I'm, I'm thinking it's like, okay, you're almost making fun of people who suffer from, uh, kind of a split personality, which for split personality, if you break it down, it's more of a it's someone who has gone through a traumatic event at a younger at a younger time in their life. Uh, and they have built this defense mechanism where probably some of us, we would that would be a situation in our life and we would try to work through that situation where someone who doesn't, they primarily build build a wall or build a shield up. And more often than not, they almost create a persona out of it. Mm -hmm. And so whenever a situation arises, say if you are like scared or something like that, that other persona will come out and it's a false persona. So it's, it's, it's unique in that way, but it's, it's basically the person who is doing all of this. So it's like the example of King Tut. Yeah. King Tut be like, it's, it's the professor wanting to be King Tut. So it's, it's actually,
0: that's uh, not how King Tut's done he literally got a concussion mm-hmm. and woke up thinking he was re- King Tut reborn.
1: Yeah, exactly. Literally
0: thought uh, he was King Tut reborn.
1: Okay. Well, that makes sense. Literally. <laughs> okay. That, that That's, that's very odd, but uh, just like, there, there was no split personality thought processes. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm now King Tut. <laughs> makes sense. He was working on stuff like that. And, uh, it's like when, when I, I'm watch I'm watching this and it's like, okay that's interesting but it's just it it, it bugged me it bugged mm-hmm. me the entire time I'm watching this and um, they're gonna be like split personality is not it's it's not literally a, a second personality which people thought in the past that be like oh this person you know must be evil so they must have had a twin and they ate their twin so now they have that evil split personality because it's the evil twin mm-hmm. which is completely false um, so I'm
0: oh, yeah, sorry. I, no. I, I'm wanting to interject, but I'm wanting you to finish your. Prayer.
1: Okay, so there again, it's 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 a nitpick of how they mm-hmm. how they portray kind of a split personality. Even the fact that like like Harvey himself, you're like yes, it'd be like he has been he has been doused with this gas, and it, it's supposed to make him go crazy, or make him go you know madness. Yeah. Well, I, all I all I can think of being being a, a devoted christian i think of romans and i think of where uh in the letter it's that paul is writing and says that uh god gives them over to their their sinful desires and mm-hmm. lets them you know do whatever and so that's for me it's it's the it's the the outpouring of someone's sin that they're uh, that they're they're giving into that sin and so that's 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 what I that's what I think as a Christian.
0: Yeah, is and that I, and modern versions of Two Face kind of play with that.
1: Yeah, a little bit. And um, I, I I do I do want to say one thing. I'll be like with that with that negative there planted there. I do want to say that uh, William Shatner's Two Face was so much better than Tommy Lee Jones's. <laughs> Because at that point where, like, two these, he flips the coin. It's been too long since I've seen Batman Forever,
0: I can't even comment. Okay, so... The, the only thing I remember from Batman Forever is, you know, would, I would like to see Jim Carrey play the Riddler, but with a good script.
1: True. Because so I think he can pull the Riddler off. I, I agree. I just think he had a horrible script to work off of. Yeah, well, the the scene at which I'm referring to is where uh, Riddler and Two-Face have uh, stormed Wayne Manor. And so Two-Face is sitting there in a chair, and he's flipping his coin. Well, Two-Face is all about chance. So he he flips it, and if it goes heads or tails, that's what he goes with. Not in this movie. I mean, like, he literally flips it, it goes to heads, he, you know, shucks it, flips it again, it flips it and flips it and flips it. It's not about chance. It's what he wants. And that has nothing to do with the character. And the way the character is portrayed in this film is so much better. It's more like the actual character. I'm just saying. So, my defense
0: of the evil extractor. Yeah. In Batman 66, which this movie does pull tons of inspiration from, obviously. Agreed. There is evidence that there, there's a solid evidence between you're either good or evil, and evil could be something that, honestly, from the way mm. they present it, yeah, it would make sense that you could pull evil out of somebody. No okay. good. But I would also say that this evil extractor, mm-hmm. even though it was sucking evil out of uh, those guys in the beginning mm-hmm. and at the end... Mm-hmm. None of those villains were ever became less evil. That is true. I would like to point out. Yeah, that's a good point. Because the way the evil extractor is supposed to work, yeah. the reason they're testing it, is they can get the evil out and, they, and then they would be good people, good upstanding members of Gotham City. Yeah. And that's not what happens. Which goes to tell me that whatever Hugo Strange is sucking out of these villains mm-hmm. is not evil. Yeah. It is a byproduct of what of their evilness, yeah. Because there are plenty of times when, if you watch Batman sixty six, okay, there is an episode in, early on in season one that I that just jumps to my mind. Okay, involving the Joker. Okay, the Joker. uh The way it usually happens is the the villains would have all their minions, like we see in here. Mm-hmm. But one of the minions was always a girl. Mm-hmm. That was. Just happy to be around and to love, be lovey-dovey on the, the Villain of the Week. That yeah. sort of thing. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. This this uh, poor, poor trapped soul. <laughs> poor deluded soul, I should say. Yeah, Was training under Joker to be a villain herself. Okay. She was pitiful at it, for one thing. Mm. Because she gets captured early on. Well, by the end of, you know, because all these are two-parters. By the end of the two-parter... Aunt Harriet is apparently trying to get her back into society, mm. and she's got her all dressed up like the normal Gothamite women, and you can just kind of see the look of "I have had my soul drained out of me" kind of a look <laughs> on her face, right? And it kind of is like it kind of feels like that sort of a thing, yeah. where it's like maybe she had not fully gone into whatever is ter- turning all the villains in Batman sixty six evil but she had a taste of it and kind of wants it back. Yeah. And here I th- I think we see that there is some sort of thing that can be pulled out of the villains, yeah, that is corrosive to the normal upstanding members of Gotham City because you got to remember, this was a, these comics were black this show was a black and white show. Yeah. You were either good or evil and you could and uh, being good could be just as natural as being evil. Now, as Christians, as yeah. Reformed Christians, I should say, mm-hmm. those who have been forced to hear about Reformed theology for the past <laughs> three or four years, <laughs> I'll put it that way, because <laughs> I think that's more
1: accurate. Yeah, thanks, to one of our guest hosts.
0: Yes, uh, we don't think that way. We we think you know we know as humans are sinful creatures.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: But that's not how humanity is presented in Batman sixty six, exactly. nor in this. Yeah, the villains. Could be reformed, but technically, because they have to be villains, you can't. the show can't reform them. Yeah. Because they have to be able to come back next week and be villains. Mm-hmm. That's my defense, is they yeah. are actually playing true to the universe yes. that it's based on. Mm-hmm. That there can be an event that will turn you into a villain, and you can try to get back out of it. And admittedly, of all the villains, I think this is the only version where... We th- we see an honorable side to the villain. Yeah, because it's literally the other side of t- of Harvey. Dent. It's Harvey Dent versus his other half.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. it's the Jekyll and Hyde situation.
1: Yeah, which but, is played very well. Yeah, it's played
0: very well. But I don't think if if it, if they are playing poorly to the split personality disorder. Yeah, I don't think it was intentional. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna put. In. I think they right. were trying to play to. What Batman used to be, and not try to be realistic. Because that's I, the thing. I agree this with you. This showing is not trying to be realistic, I and agree they are with playing you. more to how villains were treated back then. Yeah, that's my defense. My third dislike is a, I, I don't know if I mentioned well, when we did the first Batman, we did not do likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. But if we did, this dislike would also be there, mm-hmm. and that is it doesn't play close enough. To Batman 66. Mm. There are so many nuances to how the original show, that show was done that because this is not those writers
1: mm-hmm.
0: while they are trying to mimic the style, they're never going to get it right. Yeah. And that's the sad part of it. Uh, I mean, the guy who's playing Riddler, I think studied Frank Gorshin's performance as Riddler. Cause he's yeah. doing that. Right. Exactly. Like he did. Joker, despite, does a lot better job in this one than he did in the first one. Mm -hmm. Penguin is not trying to be Burgess Meredith. He's trying to be Danny DeVito. I'm sorry that's
1: the case. Well, at least he sounds like the wink. It (laughs) it
0: helps that, I I will let that one slide, because they based it more off the Danny DeVito look than they did off of uh, Burgess Meredith's look. Mm. But... In those movies, while there is in those shows, the, the there's a reason that the bat the this Batman is called Bright Knight instead of yeah. Dark Knight. Yeah, because it's a brighter show. Agreed. It's a more fun show. It's not meant. It's not dour and serious.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The tone, general tone of this and of Return of the Caped Crusaders, is a little more dour than it needs to be. Now, granted, in Return of the Cape Crusaders, it was actually poking fun at how Batman got darker over the years. Mm-hmm. We don't get that here. Uh, but because we're dealing with Two-Face and they're trying to tell, really, a more modern version, I think, of the Two-Face story than the what would have been present during the 66 era. Yeah. I could be wrong, because I don't know how uh, Two-Face was handled in the Batman comics at this time. Um. Because I've not read a lot of these, but um, they are trying to tell more of a post eighties story while trying to keep it campy. Mm-hmm. And like I said, with the how it was sometimes too campy, sometimes I think this film's too dark. Sometimes agreed. It when you get right down to it, my two and three could be related to it doesn't keep the balance that the first movie did. Mm. And yeah, that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to put it at. This is not as well balanced between campy and dark as the first movie as, as return of the Cape crusaders was.
1: So yeah, that's my third dislike. What's yours? My third dislike. Now this is just nitpicky as can be, Mm -hmm. uh, going back to, uh, Batman and the Cape crusader. Yeah. The first film, Return of the Cape Crusader. Return to Cape Crusader, thank you. Uh, I did notice one thing with the Joker. As we all know, for most people who uh, have knowledge of Batman sixty six, they the, did not
0: draw the mustache.
1: Yes, you are correct.
0: They intended to. Yeah, and they didn't. That drove me nuts. It drove me nuts in this one and in the first one. Because It's like the the fact that. Uh, Caesar Romero mm-hmm. refused the to stash. shave his mustache because it was his signature as a Latin lover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they painted over it with the, with the, the grease paint, uh-huh. making him look even more demented than he would have otherwise. It's a signature look for the
1: character. Yeah. And they didn't replicate it here. Yeah. It would have been easy. It's like literally it's, you, 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 just you just draw lines on his face. Good night when... Uh,
0: Homestar Runner on the Halloween thing Where they had Strong Bad be Cesar Romero as the Joker They put the mustache on the stupid mask <laughs>
1: I'll
0: have to show you that picture Yes But I know you don't know Homestar Runner I just No, I there. don't you know, you know, At Halloween, you know they always dress up as different people Yeah And one time, he dressed up as Cesar Romero as the Joker And, you know, Strong Bad has a Mexican boxing mask on Because he's a luchador Or he's got mm-hmm. the luchador mask on Right, and they literally drew the mustache on top of the mask, and then covered it in white, in what looked like white grease paints.
1: Oh, that is hilarious!
0: So, if, if a Flash cartoon from the two thousands can make a better uh, Cesar Romero Joker than mm-hmm. highly based animated thing, why you just gotta wonder where their
1: priorities are? Right,
0: and maybe it yeah. just didn't occur to them. I don't know.
1: Yeah, there again, this is like an extreme nitpick. But if you're drawing from the well of the nineteen sixty-six show, put a white mustache on the character. And make uh the penguin skinny. Yeah, but Burgess he,
0: Meredith was not that tubby the way they draw him here.
1: I I agree. But there again, coming from my era of watching Batman Returns. I understand. It's like, that. oh okay, I understand. This is Penguin. Admittedly. <laughs>
0: It doesn't occur to me, from having grown up on Batman the Animated Series, which based its Penguin, off of Danny DeVito's Penguin... Yes. It doesn't occur to me at first to go, he's chubby. And he's not supposed to be, because he's supposed to be based on Burgess Meredith. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: Who's not this chubby. Correction. He's not this fat. It's not just chubby, he's fat.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, in calling the fence and i guess this would call me a week be like maybe all his time in prison he ate too much fish and it made him fat <laughs> and so now he's a fat bird
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying there is a like you said with cesar romero's mustache mm-hmm. there's a bit of detail that they missed
1: yes agreed little detail which they needed to t- pay attention to but exactly, they didn't
0: exactly so yes that brings us to the end of our uh, yes of our thoughts, we need to rate this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the seven. Oh, okay. I still like this movie. I liked it better the second time I watched it. And I like that we got so many different villains that actually had major roles in the story. But it's not, I don't think, as good as Return of the Cape Crusaders as a callback show. Okay. As, as a semi-reunion show. And... Ultimately, I think what, how this movie fails is that you can tell it's supposed to lead to something. Yeah. And it can't now. Yeah. Not, n- and not do it well. So yeah, that's my rating. Seven. Okay.
1: Seven. Oddly enough, I'm g- also giving you something. seven. Uh, the first film, The Return of the Cape Crusader had a lot of great things to it. This be like, they, they throw everything into overdrive with the campiness. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, one of your dislikes was the fact that the signs were like overboard. Uh, there's a lot of it, It's like completely disbelievable. Like even like throwing cartoon logic or comic logic into
0: it. That would not have been in the 66 show. Yeah, exactly.
1: It, it throws all the can, the canonicity out of it. And so like, we need to make this story and well, can it be darned? So, Which
0: is why I still say it's
1: based more on the Batman '66
0: comic.
1: Okay, that makes more sense.
0: That is a modern take on the show's t- style of storytelling. That makes sense. That they, but I don't. But honestly, you see this style Batman, you're gonna think Adam West as Batman. Agree. The old, the old six, the show from '66. Right. Anyway, sorry. There, there
1: again, the. The, sh- the movie itself is good, but it does have a little flaws here and there. Like um, you heard of my dislikes. Um, but overall, the movie is good. It's not as good as the first one. In in some regards, it's yes, it's still campy and corny. And you you see the plot coming from, you know, 10 yards away when the train's coming. Mm-hmm. When you hear the train coming, you know what's going to happen. It, it's very clear that two faces back, it's har it's Harvey Dent. He hasn't been reformed, or at least the the the, 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 the dark side of his of his subconscious is still there. Um, you wanna know how
0: I thought this was actually going to go. Okay. Because here's the thing, what is the bachelor auction for? What charity is it for?
1: Oh yeah, uh Ugly unfortunate d- twins. Unfortunate twins.
0: First off, isn't that a weird thing for a charity?
1: Yeah, it is very odd.
0: So I was sitting there watching, going, okay, so Two Face. The guy, Harvey Dent is sponsoring a thing for charity, mm-hmm. and he calls Two Face. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was clever. It was clever because it kind of throws you off the path. But yeah, I was he's thinking talking that, like this. I was thinking the whole time. What if this is not Harvey Dent? That's what I thought. ...but Harvey Dent's twin, and he's actually trying to raise money to help reform Two-Face, but he can't as his normal self because his normal self has no reputation. Could. And obviously, if nobody knows who he is. And maybe he calls Two-Face because he's using Two-Face's uh, connections, and he's try- he's got this weird plan or something. Mm-hmm that's why he could call Two-Face because Harvey Dent Two-Face is still out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the person they had recover was not Harvey Dent Two-Face at mm. the beginning. Yeah. That's, that was what I was thinking it was going to do. But right before the ending that gets told that that's not what's going on.
1: So my, my, my first initial, like watching this film for the first time, you know, there again, I should have said this earlier, but the, the notion that someone could be masquerading as Two Face, as Har- you know, as Har- Harvey Dent's you know doppelganger or his uh, his evil side, uh-huh. uh, for a second there, I was like, you know what, that'd be a really good idea. Yeah. That it's it's not Harvey; it's someone else who's blackmailing Harvey. And that
0: would have been a great concept. They yeah, had yeah. All that set up, and that's but that's not what it is. It's it's like that was the plan, and then they swerved at the last minute. Yeah,
1: exactly. And it's. There again, be like I wish I would have thought that were a dislike, but there it has the be like they had such great potential that be like you could have Harvey Dent who is this reformed man who helps the, the helps the Cape Crusader in his mm-hmm. in his time of need, but no, it's 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 I, it's I, the um, it's the, wonder, the dark side is coming yeah. forth again.
0: I wonder if DC Comics is the one who said no oh. because I. Was, You know, I assume Warner Brothers animation works with some disconnect from the comic side, but they have to get everything approved. And maybe the idea that Harvey Dent has a twin brother that DC wouldn't budge on, well, even in this campy era, where it would not have affected anything.
1: Well, also Warner Brothers has had a very bad reputation of interfering with movies, so. And that's why we're getting
0: movie. another version of Justice League later this year. <laughs> yeah, which I'm looking forward to. I'm actually looking forward to too. I'm tired of the people who are talking like it's going to be the greatest film since, well, for them, Man of Steel. <laughs> Man of Steel is not a bad movie. i not it's saying got, it's, got, it's a got bad problems. movie. I'm saying it's. I'm saying it, both it and BVS Ultimate Edition have problems. I like both for different reasons. Yes but they're not my Batman. They're they're not the be all end all that people make them out to be. anyway. Yeah. We're not here to talk about that and make our friends over at franchise fatigue mad at us,
1: (laughs) which we are now part of a a, uh, a network because of it.
0: Anyway, uh, that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, join us next time for another movie about a hero. Yeah. Who has to go from zero to, to hero,
1: and he's got a good distance. And
0: Danny DeVito is in this movie. Yes, he is. Actually, I didn't make that connection till just now. Oh my gosh, this is and, gonna be fun. And we will have so many Kingdom Hearts connections.
1: Yes. So join us next time for Hercules. Oh, the 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 history nerd in me is gonna geek, uh, and not in a good way. <laughs> no, it's not. Anyway, uh this has been Drew. This is Jacob,
0: and we will catch you in the next frame. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? The same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you,
1: Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. Also on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. I don't get to it as often as I like, but uh, join me there. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. On Twitter at... Jacob Heron and Letterbox at Jacob Heron. so where can they find you Drew you can also
0: follow me on Letterbox at GGeorge759 Facebook as Drew Dodgen uh, my Facebook page where you can see pictures I've taken at Drew's photo bin you can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759 you can email us at the Cellcast Podcast at gmail.com you can also follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell you can follow us on Twitch at at
1: twitch.tv slash The Cellcast Gaming, you can also follow us on YouTube at Cellcast. Listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and your favorite podcast directory.
0: You can also listen to us on the Movie of the Week podcast with Jim Herron, where we talk about live action movies. And remember, Cell L is a single L. Single L.